Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 210, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. Uh, you seem unsure. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Monday, November 8th, 2021, which of course means that it's International Tongue Twister Day, National Dunce Day, which is listed as a special interest. So there is a special interest group of, of dunces who self-identify as such. World Orphans Day, uh, also the first day everyone's driving home from work with much less sunlight in the evening, so keep your head on the swivel out there. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. JFK Jr. He will appear on the knoll where the shooter had been to join Trump's team. Didn't show up, though. Maybe he used the wrong calendar. He won't ignore Trump 24. All the loony people, where do they all come from? All the loony people, they love some QAnon. That is courtesy of Christian Gucci Mane at Waffle House on Twitter, where he's a really great follow, in addition to being the AKA GOAT. Miles is out today uh, because he's been arrested by these cops who kept saying he's been a very bad boy and suggestively, oh. like, tapping their rubbery nightsticks in their palm. Oh, that's And they weren't hot. wearing shirts and were just, like, shredded. But I don't Miles know. got we'll... arrested by the sexy cops again? <laughs> yeah, by the <laughs> sexy cops. So we'll have to see. Well, we'll have to hear from him how that all went. But that is okay because I'm joined by a special guest co-host who is an Emmy-nominated TV writer, the artist and comedian behind the critically acclaimed one-woman show, Boss Uma's Girl, and the critically acclaimed podcasts, The Bechdel Cast, My Year in Mensa, Lolita Podcast, and At Cast by Jamie Loftus, which is appropriately named because she is Jamie Loftus! A.K.A. Mystery Brunette Spotted Out with Sunny the Dog. <laughs> Trouble in Paradise? Oh, no. Sometimes I just think of uh, Daily Mail headlines of like me being spotted outside with my right. dog. It's my goal to be called a mystery brunette at yeah. some point in my life. I want to be I mean, a mystery that would be brunette. Huge. Right? That sounds amazing. Jack, you could be a mystery brunette. I, you know, I've been working on it. Uh, me and my team yeah. have been working on it, but no <laughs> luck thus far. That's funny, though. Like, you're picturing yourself as you're walking the dog in, like, those paparazzi photos of, like, celebrities, like, with their coffee and their dog. Like, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. It, except that Sonny's the celebrity in this situation, <laughs> right. and he was actually having sex with one of the Jenner sisters, and then he spotted with me a mystery brunette. Uh, Trouble yes. in Paradise? Could be. Sorry, I should have explained my headcanon. No, I've I, been, got, I got I, all of that. I don't talk I to just, anybody yeah. ever. <laughs> well, Jamie, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by another one of the faces on Mount Zeitmore, a brilliant stand-up comedian who you've seen on MTV, Comedy Central, NBC, <laughs> True TV, E, and Fuse if you watch just a ton of TV. Uh, and on Quibi, if you've just been alive and not living under a rock these past couple years, she is one of Vulture's 20 comedians you should know about in 2020. And I'm going to go ahead and say uh, you should still know about her this year and next year, basically. Uh, you should know about her until further notice. Please welcome the brilliant and talented Blair Saki! Whoa! Oh my God! It's fucking great to be back. I love great the too. zeitgeist. Hello, Jack. Hello, Jamie. It's a Legends hey. Ball here. <laughs> What'd you say? It's a what? It's a Legends Ball. A Legends Ball. Hell yeah. yeah. We're all wearing gowns, also. You can't see on the Zoom call, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, always. My my shirt, like it looks like a button up shirt, but it extends all the way to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> how have you guys been you've both uh been i i so i did the bean up top to fit in the rhyme scheme of the eleanor rigby aka but now i'm just gonna pretend like i say it like that to kind of keep keep it going but uh you guys have both been traveling yeah we've both been yeah. traveling <laughs> we've been we've been hopping around yeah yeah. Best place you you've been on your uh, <laughs> on your travels. Where have you where have you been, Blair? Where have you been at? I've been in London. <laughs> I've been in Los Angeles a bit here and there. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. You've been to London to visit the Queen. 
That is a children's book that you guys are probably not familiar with. <laughs> but that's cool. How is London? What's what's going on over in London? It was really town? cool. I was shooting a pilot there, but I hadn't been to <laughs> I'd only been to London one other time like many, many years ago. And it was cool to go after COVID and everything and see see what's going on over there. Very cool. I had some fish and chips and some mashed peas. Nice. Do you have bangers and mash? Is that that's London, right? Yeah, bangers oh, yeah. and mash. I didn't get to the bangers and mash, but um, I am a fan of the bangers and mash. Mm, love it. The best. Did you play a British person? A British? <laughs> no, I played myself. Unfortunately, I wish I was uh, playing a British. Yeah, that would have been better and more fun. <laughs> I, I wanted to judge you. <laughs> I mean, accent. you're a natural. You're a natural British. <laughs> <laughs> And Jamie, you you were out and about hitting the road. What's what's new yeah. out there on the stages of America? Anything? Oh, it's the same old shit. I tell you what, but in a good way, in a nice way. I I went to Boston and New York and Philadelphia. I had like a, a hot dog in Philadelphia that I was really wanting to oh. get the morning after a show. It, it like everything. Mm, it was perfect. Like the morning after a show, I woke up just in time. My friend gave me a ride and we got a hot dog that had a fish cake on top of it. On purpose? It wasn't even a mistake. By design? Jack. Wow. Yeah, that was because I've been trying hot to get the hot dogs fish. everywhere where you can't get it anywhere else. You know, like. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, this is uniquely this city's bad idea. And speaking of which, you can get beans on hot dogs in a lot of places. I've been eating bean hot dogs. Wow. Oh, yeah. What kind but of beans? Like chili? There is like chili beans, but there's also just like in the Southwest, they just like do regular like canned beans or fried mm. beans. Like baked beans uh, or like baked. refried beans? Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's really good. It's really good. I'm still in the hot dog hole. But yeah, I had a fish cake on a hot dog. And I think that uh, I feel comfortable saying that was uh, that was close to the highlight. Wow. wow. So it works. Yeah. I love a hot dog like you, Jamie. I'm a hot dog freak also. They're so Where's good. Your, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Well, I think for nostalgia purposes, I'll, I like a, a Costco hot dog. Mm. Have you ever yes. had a Costco hot dog? They're really oh my, good. Yeah. I used to badger the hell out of my mom to get me one when <laughs> I was a child, a, com a company at, like her on the shopping trip. There's like, they're like a dollar fifty, and they're still like one of the best on the, I feel like I've paid $12. I've paid more than $12 for a hot dog and it's not been as good as a Costco hot dog. Yeah, shout out to Costco hot dogs. You're really holding it down for, I'd say, like 30 years or however long <laughs> Costco's been open. Wow. Uninterrupted, yeah. Yeah. Didn't their CEO threaten to resign if they, like, raised the price on the hot dog or something? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. You, you never hear about that sort of integrity these days. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's made up, like, by a CEO, like, PR firm of some sort, but... I heard something. This is this is a CEO story that's sad, and I don't remember the whole thing, so I don't know why I started the sentence. But there was something really <laughs> sad that happened with the CEO of Texas Roadhouse. Someone should uh -oh. look into that. <laughs> that he sounds died. like it's like a oh okay. That sounds like it's like a clue that like a killer would give to the police. Like <laughs> there, sorry, something... this is yeah. <laughs> Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> Google CEO Texas Roadhouse. Something sad happened. I don't remember. Oh, Anyways, no. neither here nor there. All right. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment, Blair. But first, we're going to tell the listeners just a few of the things we're talking about. I want to check in with this metaverse story, the switch that Facebook's trying to pull, the switcheroo. They're, try they're trying to treat that as like a real thing that like, well, Facebook told us to do it. So this is our future now. So I just want to like kind of get you guys thoughts on that and look at a couple stories involving Meta. We're going to talk about just checking in with in case you are worried that you are uh, on the wrong side of the cancel culture thing. Oh, thank God. Vladimir Putin has weighed in. <gasps> and he, he's God, a king. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to talk about the former Trump advisor who, you know, confirmed that Trump let over 100,000 people die uh, of COVID for no good reason. We're going to talk about what we should do with the defund the police movement. We're going to talk 
about there's a sitcom premise that has hit the news where you can buy this like extraordinarily underpriced three bedroom home, but you have to like live in a nudist resort as a nudist. Oh my God. So <laughs> that's a wild wanna... monkey's wow. paw. Yeah. Wow. So I, I want to talk about that. Talk about our writer, J.M. McNabb, has predicted now that Santa Claus will be the next pawn in the vaccine wars. So we're going to look at that. Okay. We're Did look. he get an early look at this year's Santa University script? Because. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Eternals, which is keeping alive one of the best trends in blockbusters where they just, you know, use huge global tragedies as a plot point. All of that, plenty more. But first, Blair, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Oh, if I can be honest, the first one was girl waving on a tractor. (laughs) (laughs) Unpack that. Unpack that. I'm so glad you are being honest. (laughs) (laughs) I would never lie to my Zeitgeist family. That was the first search. On my Google history, girl waving on a tractor. I was I was looking for a meme I was interested in making, but I couldn't fi- find the right image. So, mm. can but you give I us am. the the ideological content behind the meme? What's, it was gonna going to be on? something about Ariana Grande waving to Kim Kardashian, but <laughs> it never <laughs> happened. It never came to fruition. I couldn't connect the dots. I like where it's going, though. I, I see where you're <laughs> going you. with it. We're yeah. early in the writer's room right now, but... <laughs> yeah. I've been out of town, so it's kind of hard, yeah. I see where you're going, too, because I'm, like, smart and... You are. Stuff, I've always said like, that about you. Right. But... What What does it mean? Where Where are you going <laughs> with it for the listener? But just for, yeah, other people. Uh, okay, yeah. if I must break it down... As all good jokes are known to be, um, <laughs> ne- you need to explain them. But Ariana Grande, famous high-profile ex of Pete Davidson, now oh, uh, rumored right. to be okay. dating Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. She's out there being a mystery brunette. Yeah, that's true. Or is Pete yes. Davidson? No, I guess Pete Davidson is Pete the Davidson's mystery brunette the mystery of that blonde, equation. Right? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. He's, yeah. The mystery this frosty man tips. has had a great run. It's like, how can he keep going? It's incredible, really. Mm. Yeah, where does he kind of top out? I don't. He dated the Bridgerton girl, right? That was the other yeah. one. Yeah, you keep thinking he's going to top out, and then he just, another beautiful woman comes in, around. Hmm. I think my brain has refused to accept that Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson broke up because I, I, that is a very obvious connection that I should have been able to make. And I was like, huh. That's okay, Jack. She's married to a real estate agent now. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That is <laughs> that is like famous famous person endgame where they date like three interesting people that are unstable and then they marry a real estate agent. <laughs> okay. Well, a real estate agent must be really close in my future then. Yeah. Any day now. <laughs> What is something you think is overrated? Okay, look, I'm just going to say it. Oxycontin. I I think it's bad. Yeah. I think it's bad. I'm watching. I know. Look, it's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. I think it's bad. I've been, you know, a little under the weather. So I was watching this show, Dope Sick. It's so Uh fucking crazy. Oh, my God. It's so sad. I, we cannot have Oxycontin. I think it's overrated, crowd. I'm mm-hmm. saying that. I watched the first two episodes because I have a huge crush on Will Poulter. And then I was like, wow, I'm learning. And then I turned it off. Yeah, it's so brutal. I almost didn't want to finish it. But yeah. Is it all out now? It's not all the way over, but there's like six episodes or seven episodes or something. Maybe mm. Oxycontin will make a comeback at the end. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a character I, study. <laughs> yeah, I think you've probably spoken too soon because you haven't finished it. You're yeah. right. You don't know you what don't know she what went through. You right. don't know what she went through, Blair. That's true. And look, I have spoken too soon before. So <laughs> <laughs> I, you could very well be right. 
Yeah, you got that Khaleesi tattoo on your back, right? <laughs> yeah. Mother of Dragons <laughs> at the beginning of season whatever. What is something you think is underrated? Professor Snape. This man, you know, he seemed like the worst person in history bullying children as a teacher, which is actually one of the worst crimes in humanity. And then we find out in the end that he was only at Hogwarts to protect his dead lover's child that she had with his mortal enemy slash bully. It's honestly mm. really a Greek tragedy for Snape, no doubt. Like, on and and I think that all gets lost on it. Like this troubled, evil seeming man, and and then we find out the truth that he was only there to protect Harry the entire time. Damn. Oh, and then also really quickly, uh, also underrated. Catherine Schwarzenegger's loud chewing underrated. <laughs> and the only fans that I had for my feet for 18 hours underrated. Wow. Were you like, it was so successful that you were just like, I feel bad for all these people <laughs> giving me their money and I need yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Bella Thorne actually launched a campaign against me. <laughs> but no, I had it for 18 hours and it turned into the, it started with the tweet and then that like weirdly went viral and then I was like oh I, and then I saw these replies from all these weirdo men and I was like what there's actually like a viable market for this and I was just like yeah, oh my I'll just god have, yes I'll just is. have an ankles down no hole ankles down no hole only fans and then um it was really going well successful and then my um my reps made me take it down oh what the they fuck Wow, and that was such a huge profile boost. They were like, we're not getting a piece of this. <laughs> Honestly, it's nice to know that your refs care about you. I don't know. I don't know if anyone would make me take it down. I think they'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. I think they were worried that I was just going to make a full foray into like performance art and become such a successful entrepreneur that I was going to give up my entire career. There you go. There, and then, and then, yeah, then you don't need them. If your feet are paying the bills, which they could. I wish my feet know? were paying the bills. I was getting so into it. I was going to like step on electronics and shit and pies. And it was really becoming fun for me. But all my dreams were crashed against the rocks. Now, stepping on pies, I get that's super hot. But stepping on electronics, what kind of electronics are people into watching people step on? I didn't know about any of this. I was really, I didn't know anything about this entire foot underworld that exists. But I just mm. heard that was a thing. And I was like, I can do that. I'll do that shit. Step on some fucking rotary phones or something. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> dangerous for your feet more than anything. Oh, right? yeah. Like, you would have to meet it with some strength and resolve. But I think I could do it for the cash. Right. Yeah. And the art and the art. I was going to say, and also for love of the game, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't check. Uh, I'm just checking WikiFeet right now because I haven't checked in a really long time. And these fools really keep the page updated. There's a picture so of me crazy. from two weeks ago. <laughs> That's so no wild. way. <laughs> no, actually, sorry. There's a no. There's a picture of me from what day? from Monday morning. <laughs> oh my god! I, I mean, who who runs WikiFeet? When I go on there, I'm like. I'm like, these fools caught my feet from an Instagram story, not even the, yeah, so the feed. Yeah, it's a, it's a screenshot of my story in Philadelphia Monday morning. I didn't even realize my feet made the shot. That's on oh me. Oh, my God. Sought That's after feet, Jamie. I'm feeling good. I feel like, yeah, we both we both have viable feet. What are we doing right now? Jack, we have to go. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. sorry. I feel like I'm wasting you guys' time. <laughs> Oh, man, I'd never been to the front page of WikiFeet. First oh, of all, welcome. it like gives off <laughs> it gives off a like religious vibe because the font <laughs> is like Christian website font. And then it has footsteps next to it, which always reminds <gasps> oh, me I of, that thought of that yeah. poem. And then like so just a, a real change of pace from the uh, header down to the, the content of the site. But. Man, could you imagine like winning feet of the day or feet of the week like that? That must be huge. Yeah. How do you campaign for something like that? I'm just, hey, know. anyone, anyone listening, if you, if you know, you know, send I feel me like a DM. You gotta have I don't an ask in. any questions. 
Yeah, like, you gotta <laughs> have an in at WikiFeet. You gotta have a cousin that works at WikiFeet. Right. Shout okay. out to Sarah Dust Johnny, who is, I mean, but also not because there, it is it is uh, weird that this website exists and you can't get your page taken down even if you want to. So it's complicated. Yeah. yeah. It's complicated. The header on WikiFeed also is like, I have an idea regarding the EU Copyright Act. There's no reason <laughs> why visitors from the EU should suffer because of poor government choices. I think those poor government choices are like them like not wanting a creepy website to be able to like steal people's photos without their permission. Right. Anyways, signed Eli. I won't go into his idea because it's so brilliant. You have to see it yourself. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and Blair, just real quick, the Snape realization. What are are you reading Harry Potter? Are you just rereading it or it's just a deep, <laughs> deeply held belief you've always had? Well, I have been rewatching some of the movies during my mm. illness. And it was just something I was thinking about because, you know, I really held a lot of animosity towards Snape in my heart the whole time. I thought he was so cruel to Harry. And it just shows, you know, we really don't understand others' experience most of the time. You know, be kind because everyone you meet is uh, fighting in a a secret battle type of thing. Yeah. It's almost like J.K. Rowling pulled a reverse Snape on us all i know i mean it's so sad like every time i think about her i just get so sad i'm like why can't i just fully love someone to love anyone is so complicated the humans are Mm -hmm. so foul yeah even the brilliant ones yeah Uh, i got i have a tangential thought to that do you remember how lemony snicket used to recommend lolita to kids yeah, oh, I do remember that. He, his new book just came out and I got a, someone sent me a screenshot of, he like dialed back that, he like sort of acknowledged it in his new book oh, and he? was like, I, that was a bad idea. He's like, Lolita is a book some people think is particularly dangerous to young people, so I will not recommend it here. But just mention it is one of the most fantastic novels in the world and leave it at that. He's growing. Okay. Maybe, people I don't know. Can, I don't, yeah, hard it's to almost say. like somebody made one of the best podcasts of the year about Lolita and talked about how he recommended that book to <laughs> children. I don't know. At the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, at the very beginning. Uh, Anyways, let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about the metaverse. And we're back. And so there's been like some think pieces about what the metaverse means to our humanity, which led me to look at the stock price of Facebook because I I had assumed that this was like like one of Seinfeld's comedy specials from the past three years where it's like (laughs) someone who has so much success that they become like completely isolated from reality and then when they try to like replicate their first success, it's just like a baffling and embarrassing like whiff. But it seems like people are responding to the metaverse as though it's like, yeah, no, this is he he's nailed it again. Zuckerberg, you've done it again, you brilliant son of a bitch. <laughs> and I don't I don't know. It feels like the exact opposite of what we need like people are lonely and ground down from being like dehumanized and treated like cogs and the way that he is planning to address this is by turning us into like literal dehumanized work drones yeah i don't i this whole thing is like it just hurts my head to even think about because it's just like so i don't know i feel like mark zuckerberg really keeps trying to make vr happen and i don't know how many people actually like really want that i feel like it's a very small area of the population that wants to like live in mark zuckerberg's creepy office with all his alien friends like i don't who does do you guys want that no no i don't want to live in uh, mark zuckerberg's creepy office i mean i want to meet aliens so it's hard but yeah it's hard 
I bet they would choice for you, Jack. It is, but I also feel like the aliens that I want to meet aren't ones who would hang out with Mark Zuckerberg. So I think maybe I'm good with just not hanging out with Mark Zuckerberg. Do you think there's like different species of aliens? Like not just one species? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, man. Wow. No, I I actually, I don't know. I, I think they're out there. I don't I don't know if they're on our planet out there, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, there's a CNN think piece that's like criticizing how like our behaviors will further become like standardized and mechanical. And instead of like making human facial expressions, our avatars will just like basically express our emotions with emojis. And it's just like that is the design of this. And also we can collaborate on a digital document. I don't know. (laughs) It seems if, if I were to predict who would use this, I would guess like the people who use Facebook now, which is parents like I, I could see parents right. getting really into like, oh, I can communicate with emojis. Oh, I can sit next to my like sexy cartoon friend. But I don't think. Yeah, it, it's the, I can't see it like expanding past the audience. They already like Farmville moms will go for this. And I mean that respectfully. Farmville moms. That's so funny. <laughs> Did you ever play Farmville? I didn't. I had a lot of friends that got into it. I quit Facebook like a while ago. Damn. How do you interact with people? <laughs> Where do you get your amazing news? How do you get radicalized? Where do you get all your bad ideas? Just all the other various platforms. but. I do miss, you know, the hard-hitting info on Facebook. <laughs> it, it reminds me of, did you guys see the movie Disclosure? Or, like, do you remember? That you, it was probably before you were born, Jamie. But, like, it was this Michael Crichton book. And I was a real Crichton head. So I read it. I, and then it became this, like, big movie with Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. And, like, the main, the central, like, idea was, like, what if a woman sexually harassed a man at work? <laughs> like Hilarious. that would hold be on. Wild. There was there was a what's his name? Who's the? Oh my god! I was gonna say Eat, Pray, Love for Boys, but it's Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> that that guy also wrote a play with that premise of like, could a woman do this? It was like wow, <laughs> amazing thought experiment. but the other thing that disclosure had was a prediction about like it took place in seattle so it was like you know the cutting edge of technology and it had this like scene where he had to like steal a document i guess where she was like i just sexually harassed this dude and save but like everything was virtual reality at their company but like the thing that they were doing was just saving documents like on a desktop, but like you, he had to like put on a virtual reality headset and like walk down a hallway and then like take a file, like a physical file out of like a file library. And like, that's what they thought virtual reality would be, which always seemed very stupid and like the dumbest interpretation of what virtual reality would be until this and like Mike Mark Zuckerberg being like yeah you can work together in like with cartoon avatars in physical space and like do all the shit we've been doing on Google Docs and Zoom and you know easily and without having to like sit in a room with people a fake room with people like for years and like people are taking it seriously mhm i like i i i don't I don't understand a world where VR is like being pitched as boring. Like, why would you want to be able to do boring things differently? Yeah. Like, I right. shouldn't. It, it's just Mark Zuckerberg should find a way to to get the boring things done for you. I would be into that. Right. Like, right. make something efficient. Don't just be like, you can be a cartoon while you have your fucking scum sucking job that you don't like. It's like, well, that's yeah, that's a lateral move for me. And I guess we should acknowledge that we are recording this in the metaverse and, you know, our avatars are pretty fun. And when Jamie just said, yeah, she gave me a a thumbs up emoji. So I can tell that she really meant it. I find 
any evolution of Facebook to be terrifying. Any right. any sort of spin or new horizon of Facebook, uh, you know, it's all very concerning and cuckoo creepy. Yeah. Mm. Also, the company, a company like bought the rights to Meta. I think they trademarked Meta like back when he first was like, Facebook is a Meta company. And they are like, we will sell it to you for $20 million. So that's fun. Unreal uh, business decision. Do you think I that know. that is, do you think that that's going to actually, they'll get their money? I hope so. I mean, I, like that seems like, I, that seems like they're shooting low, like based on how much yeah. money Facebook has. But yeah, especially since they're, they already announced it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I hope that, I hope that they get the money, especially because like, yeah, I feel like 20 million is almost smart to ask for because how could Mark Zuckerberg not give them 20 million? Right. You know? Yeah. Like they know that's a sure thing he's got. If they ask for like a billion, he could tell them to fuck off 20 million. You know, right. he pees that out in the morning. I also didn't like how he, he like brought his wife into that commercial too. And like his scary looking dog. I was like, I just don't want to know anything about this man. Yeah, it's very, very strange. But like mm -hmm. the the faux enthusiasm that I feel like he kind of believes is like really the most off-putting thing about it. He's like, oh, well, let's go over here. And oh, sick. There's somebody who's performing <laughs> in like five seconds. Uh, it's going to disappear in 20 seconds, but uh, it's OK because we can reach out to them and ask them to leave it up for 60 more seconds. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Man? What are you talking about? Am I awake? <laughs> like that was that whole what? thing. <laughs> can you go to sleep in the metaverse? <laughs> can, yeah. Can he walk in and I'm taking a nap at his desk? Yeah. Yeah. You you can if you die in the metaverse, you die in reality. That's what that was also a thing that we learned. That can you do sex stuff in the metaverse? Is that allowed? I, you know, go go read disclosure if you if you really have that question. Oh because, no, no, okay. Yeah. I take it back. I oh, withdraw. Yeah. I withdraw. All right, just a quick update. If you're keeping score at home, Vladimir Putin has entered the fray on cancel culture, joining you know the Ellens and the Dave Chappelles and like every white guy over the age of fifty on the side of cancel culture is really something, huh? Oop, am I canceled now? That type of energy. <laughs> this is yeah. just so surprising. I cannot believe that Vladimir Putin would come out against cancel culture. I know. I mean, the airways must have been stopped. We all remember this day in history. <laughs> just the shock of it all. Yeah. You know? Maybe, maybe, do you guys think he might be trying to get ahead of something? Do you think something's <laughs> right. on the way that Whoa. might cancel him? I can't think yeah. of anything, but that's just Yeah, me. no, definitely not. That's I mean, a good idea, Jamie, though. I mean, maybe yeah. Putin has done something bad. <laughs> maybe he has done something pretty nasty that he wants a, you know, second. I Do we believe in restorative justice as it pertains to Vladimir Putin? You know? Only time will tell. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that that is kind of funny of like where the how far that discourse has uh, gone <laughs> to the point where he was like, I need to weigh in. It's like it's so stunning to me that he even knows this conversation is happening, much less feels the need to participate in it. Like, it's right. just God. Have you guys seen the here. Chappelle special, by the way? <laughs> like, that's how he opens come his out next speech. Against cancel culture it really makes you it really makes you think yeah you know? it really makes you think of it's time how to evaluate <laughs> yeah how useful is this conversation if dictators are weighing in yeah. with confidence <laughs> i've never been on the side of vladimir putin like on the side of an argument when vladimir putin like agrees with me but i feel like that has to like suck a little bit but maybe not yeah i, I don't know yeah yeah that has to be a wake-up call probably not almost definitely <laughs> not it wasn't it wasn't a wake-up call when jfk jr didn't didn't show up at daily plaza they were just like ah, that's what he wanted you to think. wait i know we're kidding and having fun but 
that is the craziest thing I've heard like in a while where I was like, this is a terrifying I know that every time in history has been a terrifying time to be alive, but I was like, just thinking about that, really, all those people going there, thinking that's a possibility is terrifying. Yeah. And then getting mad at like the media for like being there and covering Mm -hmm. them was just that was that was a fun moment. And they're like, oh, look at the lamestream media. It's like, uh, you guys' feelings hurt because JFK Jr. didn't come back from the dead. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. They're like, this is CNN's fault. JFK Jr. <laughs> hey, if, if they weren't here, JFK Jr. would have been walking down the street. Yeah. All right. And former Trump advisor Deborah Burks has come out. Like, this is sort of something we suspected slash knew. But it did fly under the radar when it happened, and it feels like sort of the what what maybe should be the main takeaway from the Trump presidency, which is that he got, I think she's estimating, 130,000 people killed with <sighs> his just ineptitude. Like, she was the kind of key coronavirus advisor that he, like, still had on his team and was, like, allegedly listening to throughout the pandemic and you know after he turned on Fauci and she was like yeah no he like it was really bad he could have prevented up to 40% of US coronavirus deaths with a better pandemic response or just a sooner and anything it yeah it stories like this i mean i'm i'm glad that they're getting out there and but it does like it just sort of keeps bringing back the same lesson i feel like that we've talked about with this that administration a million times which is like there's no what is the punishment for that other than like i feel like the worst thing that's ever going to happen to him is that will be like part of his legacy but there's no like there's no punishment for being so bad at your job that 130,000 people died yeah. I mean, hopefully it's part of the story when he runs again in 2024, but Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I remember when they just straight up like it had that like huge event in the Rose Garden with no masks and then like the whole party <laughs> right, like tested positive. Yeah. And it's like yeah. You're supposed to be the thought leader here. Like right. the entire country. And you're just having like illegal like wedding size like ragers at your fucking house. <laughs> like right. just infecting everyone is just crazy. You're like, like public such officials. A, yeah, you're like all public officials and you're like the disconnect here. I mean, there is no one's at the wheel. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it, yeah, because so the thing that like everybody was saying from day one, other than, you know, him, was that all the president needs to do is like take a backseat to the scientists and the doctors, but like give them authority, be steadfast, and like stay on message. That's it. Just like keep saying the same thing over and over again. Like that's how you lead during a pandemic. Like there is a playbook for this. And so obviously he didn't do that, but then like he he like did so much else that was just like you couldn't have imagined at the beginning of the pandemic like would that he would even come up with like yeah like that rose garden thing, which was to confirm was that Brett was that when he confirmed Brett? No, that was uh, Amy. Amy. That was Amy. That was yeah. That was uh, (laughs) Mrs. Girl Boss. There was those were the days. <laughs> so it was it was worth it. Our that was queen. for that was for feminism. <laughs> I saw the wildest. Not to keep going back to where I've been recently, but I went to yes. this place for brunch in Philadelphia. I won't call it out because it's, but it's so it was so bizarre. They had all these signs around. Like the owner had some really strong opinions that I agreed with, but I didn't understand why they were hanging them in the restaurant. But it was like the they were clearly very like pro choice which is great but they uh <laughs> there was like a, a a very scary painting that someone had made that just had a clothes hanger and then a circle around it 
with an X through it, and it said never again. Mm. Does Yum. that is yeah, and and then you had to eat an egg, like then you oh, had to wow. eat an egg sitting next to the never again coat hanger abortion sign. <laughs> and like, yeah. I guess I agree, but why? Why am I eating a waffle? Yeah, again, buy one, get one free. But also... (laughs) (laughs) You see that shit all the time. Now, I, like, especially when I go to Orange County and make these cars and, you know, those ones where they have 12 to 17 bumper stickers and they're Mm -hmm. all, like, we're get out of the matrix. Only some are free to free thinkers. You're all being caught like, and you're just like, Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> it's cuckoo. I was in Topanga Canyon like last weekend. And there was somebody who was like holding up signs that I like were from the year 2003. They were like, Bush lied and like, we entered Iraq and like, just, it was so strange and outdated. <laughs> like, but like, wrong. people were still like honking as they went by. <laughs> I was just like, hell yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like right. someone just um unfr- uh, like thought out unfr- from yeah. being cryogenically frozen. Yeah. And they're like, um, yeah, well, I just woke up, but I'm still mad. Right. Our brains are so broken. It sometimes it really boggles my my mind, like how how different our brains are than they were a couple of years ago, and how like I don't know. I keep thinking about you know the the video that Adam Sandler has to show Drew Barrymore at the beginning at the beginning of every day in Fifty First Dates. Yeah, hmm. I want to make that for the last like two years and just see if <laughs> someone wants to continue to live after watching it. Honestly, I mean, Jamie, I look forward to that. So, yeah, it's an intimate gesture of love that I can do as the Adam Sandler of this equation. Hopefully, you can get going on production soon. We should Thank actually so cut much. this out and uh, have you p- pitch that to Funnier Die because there could be <laughs> big money in your future if uh... big money. We're talking <laughs> Blair. Yeah, the big money from Funnier Die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dozens Play. of dollars. Guys, let's pivot to videos. See what happens. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back. And we're back. And all right. Let's let's dive into this sitcom premise that is an actual news story. So somebody is listing a three bedroom home about an hour's drive from Toronto, Toronto, I'm told is how you're supposed to pronounce it. Toronto? Yeah, for $350,000, which is a very good price. And tens of thousands of people are inquiring. And it is apparently in a nudist resort. And that's like in the description. But people are still inquiring, even though I'm pretty sure there aren't that many nudists, like just in existence to like be inquiring that much. So the question becomes, would you greenlight this sitcom about (laughs) (laughs) a non-nudist couple living in a nudist resort for the, for the good home price or another, a secondary question. Would you, would you do it? I don't think so. I wouldn't. No, I don't want to see that shit against my will. Yeah. I'll (laughs) take a smaller. Yeah. I'll see. I'll take a smaller house. Somewhere uh, where people have their clothes on. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see that. But that's just me. Yeah, I think I think if I was it, dep- it would depend on where I was at in my uh, housing search. But I mm-hmm. think if I if I was really striking out, if I was like being rejected for loans, if I couldn't find a place and uh, I would I would do it if I could get to a certain point, I would do it. But only yeah. if I could live alone for some reason. Right. <laughs> There's, I have so many questions about um, nudist colonies. Like, I mean, what are, what are the children wearing? Are they naked too? And then, mm. I, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of things I need to know. I get the feeling no children allowed, I'm hoping. That seems... You and me both. But now. then can you ban <laughs> children from... I guess you can ban children from a colony i don't know how the rules of colonies work so you yeah. can only be a childless naked adult there 
Yeah. I hope so. Here's mm-hmm. the hoping, okay. Jamie. Yeah, you can't have Nick. I never, I actually never thought about how kids, you can't send kids to like nudist school. Do you right. think they have night school for the adults and that's naked? How big, how big does this go? Yeah, I don't know. But All the way to the top. I have some concerns <laughs> the about the there. ecosystem there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel Jack, like they're... Would you do it? No. <laughs> okay. Actually, now that you mentioned that no kids allowed, you know, I could just... Oh, you do yeah. notoriously hate your own children. So <laughs> that is something to think about. Also, yeah, what if you I mean, get cold and you want to <laughs> put on a jacket? I'm cold all the time. Like, you know, I need to put on yeah. my cozy sweats. Well, fortunately, and... it's in the uh, the tropical climes of Toronto. Yeah, so, I was like, yeah. that, isn't that one of like, the coldest places? I think so. I think it's up there. Yeah. So I don't know. This is It's just wild. I think it's a testament to you know, late stage capitalism and how things are yeah. bad that 24,000 people have inquired uh, for the property since it was listed on September 1st. Leave it to me to ask the scientific questions. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's talk Santa Claus. Yeah. Because it is that time of the year where people start complaining about how early people are talking about Christmas. Mm. So... Vaccines for kids are starting to roll out. There was a big announcement last week that they were starting to do the planning and that kids could start signing up, which by the time you hear this, the Internet will probably be flooded with like anti-vax propaganda. I know a lot of parents who are not generally anti-vax who are like never my child who has already had to get vaccinated so i don't know why i'm drawing the line here but yeah i don't know it it seems like this is going to be a real shit show but uh writer jam is predicting that santa is going to be a big part of the story because that guy you never know where he's gonna yeah, fall there'll, there'll be santa's coming out on both sides right wow this guy's a real groundhog coming out with this prediction <laughs> you know <laughs> November. I mean, what's he have a crystal ball? This is incredible. <laughs> so Santa was the focus of one of the earliest vaccine related controversies last year. But this speaking of that Adam Sandler video that you want to make, Jamie, mm-hmm. this was at a time when the right was rapidly pro vaccine, but it was before anybody had invented one. So like they're they're for it. There are four vaccines as long as they're like unsafe and untested. Mm. But it was it was because the Trump administration was pushing to have a vaccine ready before the election. Science be be damned. And his plan involved vaccinating mall Santas before everyone else and in turn having them promote the vaccine to kids that sit on their laps. So, you know, but things, via things whispering like, yeah, <laughs> don't tell your wow. mom, kid, but I could. I could hook you up with a vax. I got some needles. The The Zoe Deschanel elf has, yeah, has a bunch of needles with her. Like, yeah. hmm, Flawed plan. He's pointing out that like Fauci claimed in November that Santa was immune to COVID, but then also claimed that he personally traveled to the North Pole and vaccinated Santa. (laughs) So I just feel like we need to give Fauci like a year off. Like, he feels like someone who's been awake for 48 hours in a row mm. and is just, like, punchy and is just, you know, throwing stuff yeah. out there. That man point. has been through a lot. Yeah. I think I think of him as, like, always shaking a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah, so Santa has been to hospitals to promote the vaccine in Finland, along with Finnish heavy metal Eurovision champ Lordi, who... I was not aware of before this story, but uh looks like Home Improvement's Richard Karn is like halfway turning into a zombie and also like mixed with Gene Simmons. But huh. then there's there's also the issue of whether mall Santa Claus will be vaccinated or not this year, which the answer seems to be yes, of course, they fucking have to be vaccinated because most children are going to be unvaccinated. But there's already one one Santa who in October was like, they fired me for not being vaccinated. <laughs> his his excuse, uh, Santa Ron, which, which is what he no. goes by, told News 4 Jax, yes, Jacksonville, Florida, against all odds, 
that he doesn't want the COVID vaccine because he has had bad reaction to shots in the past. Just shots <laughs> across the board mm-hmm. have like caused acute ouchies whenever applied to him. But yeah, I don't know. It, just, it, it feels like this is definitely going to happen. And yeah, I, I mean, as a lover of, of Santa media, I do feel that there is a responsibility of Santa culture to kind of lead the conversation here. <laughs> and always, uh, you know, it's something I take very seriously, and I I have to imagine the whole Santa community does. Unvaxxed Santas, that is like that. Of course, that shouldn't be allowed, and of course, it's like going to happen. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of the the mall Santa from Nathan for you, where he had like every mall Santa has a dark secret, you know, like some sometimes it's going to be that they're unvaccinated i personally i don't know jack do you do you bring your kids to to see santa at the mall or are you going to skip every it? day every, every day? day wow that's awesome <laughs> no i think we'll skip it this year we skipped it last year we managed to skip it last year it was yeah it was Santa, santa's at the mall uh really have had a tanking career it's probably in except in the red states yeah mm-hmm but, it does suck for the people who's like that's their entire identity. I feel for y'all, but like, I yeah, don't it's a big feel problem. for you if you're not willing to get vaccinated in order to keep that identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> Have you guys seen Eternals? No. Have you? No. No. What's um, Eternals? Is that some nerd shit? Yeah, it's some nerd <laughs> shit that's coming out. Came out last weekend. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking knew it, dog. <laughs> Ugh, nerds. <laughs> so this is the latest Marvel movie to, you know, be groundbreaking in that Brian Tyree Henry is playing the first openly gay superhero in a Marvel movie. Mm. And critics are hailing the inclusive storyline as uh, the bare minimum. And... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The last time Marvel like boasted about LGBTQ plus representation uh, turned out to be a 10 second scene in Endgame in which uh, (laughs) one of the directors uh, who isn't gay in real life mourns his dead partner in a support group because the filmmaker claimed that representation is really important, (laughs) which became like a PR nightmare. So in addition to like just being a thing that they're trying to get credit for and like without really thinking about it or doing anything about it, early reviews are mentioning a scene in which uh, Fastos, who is the superhero in question, stands, quote, solemnly in the wreckage of Hiroshima and screams, what have I done? Because, wow. Pathos. So yeah. Like he's not literally responsible for the... <laughs> use of a nuclear weapon, but because Fastos is essentially the patron god of technology, he like feels responsible for for doing it. But I don't know. It just feels like this is what happens when you're like trying to like tie in the fucking Holocaust or the use of like a nuclear weapon to kill hundreds of thousands of people in a like split second, like as a plot point. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. I mean, nothing against whatever. I've, I I always get like filet of fished in comments when I'm like, I just I, I have I have no interest in uh, Marvel trying to comment on the real world. I like to watch people fly around. I like to watch mm-hmm. people kiss. I uh, like yeah. when the school bus is pulled off of the edge of the bridge. I'm I'm not looking for commentary, and th- when I hear that there's commentary in a Marvel movie, usually I I don't go. Right. I mean, shout out to some... Chloe Zhao though. Good for her for for directing a huge ass movie. That's cool. Yeah, getting a huge payday. Yeah, good for her. I saw her like, at a restaurant recently. It was cool. What? That is cool. Spending that yeah. Eternals money. Yes. yes. Yeah. Greta said Greta said hi to her after on our way out, like in a classy way, but I would have never. Mm. She goes, I love I'm... you as we were walking by. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
sign this knife for me. <laughs> sign my knife. It, it wasn't like it was like a classy hello in that she didn't stop. It was moving. You know, right. when you're moving, it's okay because you're not expecting them to spend time with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is the way to do it. Yeah. I think like it's okay to have like tie-ins to history, like in Hocus Pocus, sure. I don't know if you guys are fans of that movie, but oh, it opens. Oh, please, it's my number one, Jack. So, it's you know, good. that was a good movie because it opens with the Salem witch trials in which the women being murdered are actual witches. <laughs> uh, and so, like, the, the Puritans were right. And every every puritanical thing in American culture is they founded. They were chill, but they were right. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Inserting magic and Maybe technology. Maybe in that is. scenario wasn't about puritanical values. It was like literally because they were eating the children in the town. I don't right. know. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly a revisionist look at the Salem <laughs> witch trials. And that's why art mm-hmm. is so important. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, but, you know, JM also points out like Raiders of the Lost Ark does this in a way that oh, yeah. doesn't really fuck me up. Like, I think it's like cool when you're melting Nazis. Like, that's maybe that should be just like the, the rule. If you're, if you're yeah, like, I, getting to melt Nazis, I'm good. But otherwise, historical commentary, I feel like is, is more fun when it's not like, especially like in this genre in like action and superheroes and shit like that, when it's more cathartic versus punishing and reminding you about a large loss of life right yeah yeah melting the nazis is great because it's just like it's scratching the itch of like wouldn't it be so cool to melt a nazi to melt an evil person (laughs) versus like so many innocent people died doesn't that make you want to keep watching this movie that i i feel like just looking at the trailer i'm like this is three hours long i'm not going movies are too long I'm, I agree. We, need, we as a society need to come together on that point. I can't do that. This, you know, what are we? Every movie is a fucking Irishman now. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't do that. I can I barely have enough, you know, attention span to read two pages. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna see Titan again. That's my. That's how I'm gonna see Eternals. Is just see Titan a second time. What is Titan? I don't know if I'm saying it right because it's a French word, but it's the movie where the lady has sex with a car and gets pregnant with a car and gives birth to a car. What? Oh, yeah, I have heard about that. (laughs) It is like, I mean, it's, I'm very inclined to like movies like that, but it's incredibly good. It's by this French director. Yeah, her name is Julia Ducarneau. She made a really good movie about... Can't, like teen girl cannibalism a couple years ago too like she just does the wildest stuff and does it That's all the way yeah cool she has sex with a car wow my dream i know <laughs> you didn't even i was like wow i didn't even realize that that's how you could have sex with the, i mean the way she has sex with the car i wasn't expecting it i was expecting something oh, wow. very different yeah i don't even know how to picture it I thought you were mispronouncing Titanic. And, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that like a classy way to pronounce? Titanic? Yeah, with your pinky up. Yeah. No, it's like Tartine, except having right. sex with cars. Yes. Except having sex with a car and having a car baby. Yeah. That part seems mm-hmm. less fun, but I am interested. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people who like the, like, so the movie's based on the Eternals is based on the classic comic series and all those tweets about Jack Kamel Nanjiani. Mm. Oh, that's the one he's in? Yeah. Yeah, this is the one. Wow. This is clearly it's a topic he... for me and Blair. We know so much. and <laughs> I don't know shit about us. it either. I don't know the comics. <laughs> uh, I was really excited about the director and then yeah. I saw the trailer and it's all like laser shit and like I just don't I've never been into people who shoot lasers out of their hands. It's, I find it somewhat boring. Yeah, Marvel was like, let's get this woman with so much taste and just so Laser that shit up. And then just keep it straight Marvel. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what drives me like up a wall about it. Is like, it would be really cool to give Chloe Zhao something like uh, that budget to do whatever she wanted. Or like the same for like Taika yeah. Waititi of like, 
here's $300 million. What, or probably more, like, what will you do instead of like the same superhero movie that you feel like, I mean, and I haven't seen it. So maybe it is like very, very different. And she has her own fingerprint like all over it, but it all kind of feels like this movie could be made by anybody. Why, why are you wasting this talented person's time? But they don't want that. They don't want something like new. They, they want to keep Marvel happy the way it is. Yeah. She does cast it with mostly people who live in vans in in America. In the American, <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's West. the Chloe Zhao's signature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, guys, Blair, it's been such a pleasure having you on TDZ, as always. Where can people find you and follow you? Oh, my God. It was so good to see you guys, really. Yeah. It was really the highlight of the, my week. You know, it's like, guys, you can find me at Blair Socky, B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I on Twitter and Instagram. All my shows are on there. And I just want to tell you guys, I have a show at Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles on November 18th called Dero and Wilson. The first one in two years. It's a wow. big deal coming back. And so I hope you guys will. Come out and you can get tickets in my Instagram, Twitter bio, or dynastytypewriter.com. Nice. And yeah. is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, yeah. I really I really laughed at this. Uh, I'm sure people say his tweets all the time. Caleb Heron, mm. a sweetie, dear friend of mine. But he said, every time I go look at the other tweets of a weird dude on here telling me I'm not funny, it's like 600 tweets across seven years that are all some variation of if the Baltimore Ravens give up one more rushing yard, I'm sincerely going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, he's the best. He's so funny. <laughs> the people who have the strongest opinions on comedy only tweet like very basic takes about sports and movies. <laughs> I don't know. The Cobras are pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Jamie, where can people find you? What is the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Jamie Loftus Help on Twitter. Uh, Jamie Cry Superstar on Instagram. Blair and I, I just learned, have dueling shows in Los Angeles on November Uh-oh. 18th. But mine's going to be happening a bunch of times, so go to Blair's show. But I'm, I'm doing, oh, I'm starting to so workshop. Kind. It's I you know it's I don't know if it's good yet and your show is definitely really good, uh, but I'm starting to workshop a new show called Mrs. Joseph Chestnut America USA at the Elysian <laughs> in L.A. Oh my god, where I have to I, see that. Where I play oh Joey god. Chestnut's wife that yes. doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's my it's, dream. I'm gonna be you. your number one fan. Yeah, that is. <laughs> she really loves him brilliant. so much, but it's not working. Aww. And Aww. so, that's yeah, that's, that's at the Elysian on the 18th. And then uh, listen to the Bechdel cast or act cast or whatever, whatever you want. It's not my business. Yeah. <laughs> None of my business. <laughs> and then, oh, the, the I wanted to shout out. Did you have guys ever talk about how John Hinckley started a Twitter? Yeah, we haven't talked about that, but I... That's something that I was aware of and didn't bother looking into. So please tell me. He tried to kill Ronald Reagan. So he tried to kill Ronald Reagan. So I'm kind of like, it's all good by me. Yeah. So he started a Twitter and followed no one and tweeted three times. And then I think he's done now. But I'll shout out his most popular tweet from November 4th from John Hinckley. I'm putting a band together. I was thinking I could perform solo, but it's better if I have a small band behind me on stage. Check out my latest on YouTube. Don't be cruel. That's the name of the song. Don't forget, I have 14 original songs on Spotify and other streaming sites. I just want to shout out the long game he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that uh, Jody Foster feels uh, okay about his music career. Seems like he's doing okay. Seems like he's right, doing well. Right, because he shot Reagan for Jody Foster. And yeah. That's, yeah, he's just acting like so nonchalant and cool about it. At the end of the day, he shot Reagan, you know? Yeah. Wee wee, they're coming for me. <laughs> Some tweets I've been enjoying. D Dolphin Emoji N tweeted, please takes my mugshot. Me, send me that. And Luke at <laughs> Lowbrow Lowbrow tweeted, 
Chris Pratt won't see your mean jokes, but one of your friends who is voiced by Chris Pratt will. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. And without Miles Hill's Hill, Super what? Producer Anna Hosnier is giving us our song recommendation today, and she is recommending Zach Fox's Fafo, F-A-F-O. So we're going to be linking off to that in the footnotes. But Anna's been playing that album for us. It's very funny and very... The, the beats are really fucking good. And I love listening to his music. Uh, all right. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. But we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.